It's Ask TNA Day. A newbie to sex writes in, is it too much to ask my new sex partner to get an STI test even if we're using condoms? Then birth control options, boosting your libido, and managing pubic hair. Plus, TNA tries something new in the bedroom. Is that even possible? Of course it is. <laughs> You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Oh, so good to be back. Yeah, together. welcome back from Europe. Yeah, I also went to Europe. So I That's had a, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I had a big long trip uh, yeah. in the Baltics. A couple of you all follow my personal Instagram as well. And if you want to, if everyone else wants to follow your personal Instagram, where would we find you? Oh, yeah. So it's the first part of my name. It's just Cree, like C-H-R-I, you know, for Christina, <laughs> Cree. And then the last <laughs> name, Hepbur- Hepburn, like... You know, Hepburn, like, like Catherine. Hepburn. Yeah, Audrey. And you can find me at the real Stephanie Allen. Yeah. If you want to know us personally. Okay. So you went yeah. to the. You so you can see the, the. Yeah, the personal and like read about my grandmother. <laughs> She's amazing. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I, I went through the Baltic states. I had some sex on the trip. Which we will hear about <laughs> at some point. Well, will we? Yeah, I don't know. There's not much. Maybe. There's not I don't too know. much to say about it. It was just good old fashioned sex. But like, it's always fun when you're on the road. I love it when like I, I can I share this. I first mm-hmm. texted T and I was like, "Hey, uh, how's it going?" Or she's like, "Oh, it's fabulous. I got greeted with an espresso and oral sex." Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like, of course you. Did. That was really funny. You were I was like laughing my ass off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're like already, and I was like, yes, my you know house. It was my amazing. house host. <laughs> brought me espresso and fucked me so that was the way to start the start the party off totally unexpected and i loved it what an intuitive connected lover like it was a really positive experience well i look forward to hearing more about it uh, okay so that was not the new sex experience though so we're gonna no. get to this amazing email that um that one of our listener wrote so which, good first of all thank you for writing that because it was it's very so, thorough so honest so specific which i think is really helpful for yes. for all of you yeah, who are yeah. listening because it it's yeah it gets to the heart of of, you know, being new to sex and um, and answering, I think, a lot of things that come up for people even that are currently sexually active. Right. Exactly. Uh, navigating STIs. I mean, I think we all kind of even for you and me, I mean, it's in the back of our head on occasion going, oh, am I doing my am I doing the best that I can to handle that? Yeah. And then also, I think you, we're also going to address sort of the larger um philosophy of sex and our sex life and how we're approaching it and so how do we enjoy ourselves exactly so stay tuned we're we're gonna get to that so first uh so our new um sexcapades yeah so tell us about your new experience stephanie well i had a lover and um and i knew that he had been wanting me for like quite a while wanting me to get this particular butt plug i've never tried a butt plug before yeah and i knew he was wanting to to try it and um, the one he wanted was a little bit kind of expensive and I was like, oh, this is kind of an investment. I'll wait till he buys it for me yeah. or, you know, and then I was like, you know what? I just was inspired to like give him a special treat. So I went and I bought it and I was also a little worried because I had checked it out before and it's stainless steel. It's quite heavy, actually. Yeah, it just seems, um, I've never and touched it seems those so things. big when well, I went hard. to go look at it. So hard. I mean, you know, you want a hard cock, but, but you know, a cock is still flesh. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was just, yes, it was, it's metal, you know, but. Oh, okay, um, that wasn't your concern, though. No, it was the, the heaviness. Weight. It was really okay. heavy and, and also, and yeah, quite how will large. Your, how and will your like, anus hold that? Exactly. Well, I'm like, how is that going to get through my anus? I don't have regular anal sex and I'm very sensitive anally. 
for anyone who wants to know. So I like, feel I'm also very anally sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm very like, like it takes a lot of trust and yeah. it, for me to feel open. I, I'm my always, anus is where I can clench up and really, it's like the last frontier of like my internal world, you yeah, know? Yeah, so really I'm always amazed by people who seem to be very fluid with it. But I've also met people that kind of thrive on anal sex. Completely. Um, well, well, case in point. So listen to this yeah, story. Okay. So I, so I bought the, um, I went to the sex store and I, and I bought it and it's so beautiful. It's this like beautiful rhinestone sort of gemstone right mm. and of course you can get butt plugs with like unicorn tails, tails on them and which sounds so fun they like, look really and fun see, exactly like I, I think that'd be so cool i'd love to go to a sex party dolled up in like a tail butt plug yeah you so, can google them they're fun to yeah look at. yeah they're they look amazing so um so this one was a, a like a clear diamond looking rhinestone thing and Fancy. i bought it and uh, and the thing was so heavy, and it came in this really gorgeous velvet cushiony Ooh. bag, and I'm like, yeah, felt so special. So, but here's the thing: I was on my way to meet this lover, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I want to show up in it because I knew because. <gasps> Right, because the way it works I'm with just, him. I'm so impressed with you. <laughs> I just, you know, because I get, I really am shy in this way. I mean, I almost become like, I joke about being like the fainting goat in like scary situations, but I think I'll sometimes sexually, I'm the fainting goat also. And I'll be like, take the lead. I don't know. And I just like wilt. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. But it's not a bad thing. Some people, it's like certain sexual partners love it. They love that I'm, you know. Right. But fashion. I think you also, once you once you gain confidence, then you, you don't do that all the no, time. No, you're right. You know? Then I push them down and I tell them what I want. And they're like, <laughs> where did this come from? Like threshold, <laughs> You're sneak baby. attacking it. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So I wanted to show up in it because I knew the way, whenever we meet up, it's like, you know, it's kind of a little bit of role play, but it's also like we just like get going kind of oh. immediately. Like we just start like oh. the, the greeting at the door turns into this and then it oh, tur- wow. turns into like tabletop sex. And then Hot over the and yeah, heavy. and we just like go through the house like, <laughs> you know, eventually getting to, you know, the bed where there are straps. Love it. And maybe a flog or two. Oh, my but God. I know. I wow. know. He's introduced me to all Advanced. these things. Uh, yeah, right. So um, so anyway, so I knew that that's probably how it would go. So I, I really, because this is a surprise for him. So I wanted to like show up in it. You know, I happened to be, no, I planned this for sure. I wore a short skirt that was A-line. So it's like not a tight, it's a short mini skirt, oh, but, but it's it like opens. opens right? Yeah, you can put a hand up it. Right. No <laughs> panties. Oh my okay. god! And then I went, and I'm like, and I'm kind of late, you know. So I'm like, shit, where am I gonna? How am I gonna put this butt plug up in me? <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, I need a bathroom, and I was too embarrassed to like go to the bathroom in the sex store because it's like clearly they would know that I'm going to go put this <laughs> butt plug. In. Like, oh yes, thank you for selling it to me. Yeah. Gee, where's the restroom? <laughs> I'm getting started right away. I don't know that that is obvious. Maybe you just needed to pee. <laughs> But sure, when you know that you're going to do something, you become a so self-conscious immediately. Like everyone really? knows, everyone knows. Even I, I couldn't do it. I'm like, I don't, I don't maybe I'm being retarded, but like, I couldn't like ridiculous. Like, I couldn't do it. So I'm like, okay, Starbucks. This is a Starbucks job. So <laughs> I go, I'm like, I just, I don't know. Starbucks has bathrooms. Gross. So I, so I, right. So I go, 
I stopped by uh, this very popular, just, famous Starbucks in L.A. But I like I probably would have just done it in my car. Right. Well, I wanted to wash it because oh, it had yeah. been uh-huh. in the store. Yeah, I yes. wanted to wash myself. That I wanted my mind too. Right. You okay. know, I had to. I had lube. I had to use. Oh and God! Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's my butt. I, yeah. You gotta use lube. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I I'm like I'm surprised that you advent that you ventured to insert it prior to having the support of an of an expert lover. Well, but I thought that would take the uh, the eroticism out. I mean, yeah. Yes, I thought about that. It crossed my mind that, okay, you know, I could go to the bathroom. We could okay. do it together. Okay, but you didn't. Anyway, you so I stopped by. Luckily, there happened to be, you know how parking is in LA? Fucking catas- catastrophic. There happened to be the perfect parking spot right in front of Starbucks. Pull over. <laughs> go in. And, um, so you don't have to walk very far when you're exiting. <laughs> exactly. I'm also butt. wearing super high heels. Um, so I go in, order a water, whatever. And the funny thing was, I go into the bathroom and like it reeks. Like, yeah, I'm like awful. Like, I can't remember usually, the last time I went into a Starbucks that wasn't disgusting. Really? Yeah, I, I've I've been in really good ones. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, this one was the worst ever. Yeah. Like you guys, it reeked. <laughs> it's just because the comedy of it. I know, but no, but listen, because it was the comedy. I laughed out loud in the bathroom <laughs> because it reeked of not only like poo in bathroom, but. Uh, body odor like it was like some homeless person had been in there and like camped out (laughs) and I'm like don't I'm literally not touching anything and I'm like oh my god this is fucking hilarious that I am in the dirtiest bathroom in LA and I'm trying to put a butt plug up my anus what is wrong with you girl yeah not the best environment for relaxing your butt muscles not exactly but I also didn't have time so it was like you know do it or do it girl right so I washed it without touching which yeah, is a sure. miracle that I could wash all of that without, right? So I did all of that and I'm like, okay, here we go. And then it like just it goes in. There was one moment where it kind of hurt and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then it like slid through and like, <laughs> boom, it was in. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then I'm like, oh my God, it's in. And like, I bend down and look at myself in the mirror and it's so pretty. Oh, you There's like at a it. gem poking out of my butt oh it my was God. amazing okay so you're feeling high on yourself right a little bit i didn't have time to get too high right and i'm like okay i fucking gotta go so um i'm like kind of test and wiggle around and it definitely feels like there is something in my butt i can't deny it i'm like it feels like i'm taking a crap yeah it seems intense it was intense and i'm like okay so i have to get to my car now so i walk outside full starbucks i'm like i'm certain that everyone there knows yeah. that there is something in my butt yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I gingerly walk out. I, I have no idea. I have no idea about yeah, these I mean, things. I'm like, is it going to fall is it out? sliding out? It doesn't right. feel like it? No, I don't know. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm going to walk by all these people and there's going to be this butt plug that falls out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All these things are running through my mind. I, I made it to the car safely. I was probably walking quite funny. But um, but no, I, I gained a little bit of confidence. I'm like, no, I don't think this sucker's going anywhere. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So then I gingerly sit down in the car seat. And I'm kind of like, that's when I started feeling, oh, this has potential, is when I sat down in the car seat. I was seat. wondering, it felt good. Well, it started to feel like, because it, the thing is, is right, because the pressure on the anus was pulling on all those nerve endings down there, right? And it's wow. also like... Because there's, you can reach the G spot from the anus well, for the women. Legs of your clitoris are actually surrounding around your the anus. anus, but actually inside, like mm. you can reach the G spot. Wait, and you were feeling it? Yeah. Wow. Oh my a little God. bit. A little bit. It was just hints of it, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, like that's why I'm it's like exciting. the potential is there, right? So, mm. 
walk through the elevator lobby, valet, da da da. And anyway, it was to me this was hilarious that like I'm like, oh my god, I'm being so naughty. Well, that's the thrill. <laughs> so then I I meet my um my lover. lover and you guys. This was phenomenal. It was really it was stunning phenomenal sex i have to say well actually let me rephrase that we actually did not have intercourse this is the saddest thing he has the most beautiful penis i've ever seen in my life but we rarely have intercourse because he gets so excited that we we often don't make it there and then if he we do have intercourse he he doesn't last very long which is fine i'm, I'm okay with that but but anyway he's yeah, a master but, but at you're like else. that gorgeous penis i actually i currently it's just have so a lover funny that he has this amazing penis and we like never I, get to use I it i have a lover on the decks now as well who it's one of the most beautiful penises I've ever seen, and and it's and it hasn't gotten a lot of use, right? Isn't that yeah, interesting? He's, he's, I don't, but I, I I can't tell yet. We're still new, so I'm right. not sure if he's just nervous or. Right. But whatever, we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, no, it's fine. There's so, ways of compensating everyone. So even without actual intercourse, um, it was so. Oh my god, it was. You guys, it felt so good. I was just shocked. Wow, but so he's using his fingers. Totally, yeah. yeah. But like, great, like he, he good technique. He's like my, I think my favorite lover with his fingers and his yeah. like the whole, whatever he does down Ooh. there is pretty. And I'm like ridiculous. imagining. Oh, so exciting. Yeah, and so with the butt plug in, with the butt plug in the entire time, and it felt so good because there was just always this constant pressure. And when he put his fingers in, he could, he could feel the butt plug. Yeah, which so was he erotic. pushes and 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 right, everything is just it's actually just tightens everything up. And I'm already super tight, apparently. <laughs> apparently from what i from what i hear so it's not like that's an issue it's not like i'm like it's not like i have a very wide well canal, that's funny because i pegged you for a large vagina woman <laughs> <laughs> i was sure <laughs> well now you know all right that now was a you joke everybody the point is you don't know and even, whatever anyway yeah. my point is that i like i don't know what my point was is it anyway that was yeah, it. you had that a great that. experience with the it was plug. it was fast it was wonderful so you're recommending it to i people. totally recommend sounds it sounds cool i want to try one i now. think i think i mean it was great i was i was very hesitant about it i had hesitated for many years about doing Sometimes it and you it was great do just need a lover that like nudges you along you know yeah. by planting the seed yeah and it was i was grateful that i it was a gift i could give you know and mm-hmm. it was like it was an awesome gift he appreciated it, it was so fun yeah it was super fun anyway that was my uh frontier fun uh okay well my frontier uh was that i so i've i've started um playing with uh someone of the female gender (laughs) um which i if you have been following our show yeah in the yeah because in the fall we saw that movie the handmaiden which we love by park chan wook Mm -hmm. the south korean director um it's an amazing movie go see it but uh or or whatever rent it um but but it but it is a you know there is a well, I don't want to give away too much but anyway we talked about girl on girl and then I jokingly was like oh I know who I'm gonna target and um and I'm pretty picky I mean I've been attracted to maybe like three women in my lifetime where I would say wow I would really like I really feel aroused by them or I'm really intrigued by them in the same way that I was towards men mm. um so this really took me by surprise I met this person who I think fits the type of like kind of like a feminine boy which is we always joke that i like my feminine boys like yeah true <laughs> like my hairless male wonders right so so she's sort of like this you know feminine but boyish like energy and so mm-hmm. kind of, it's very funny it's the other side of the coin right uh but anyway we have we've had like really lovely interactions and um and uh i was approached with the strap-on dildo and i i didn't really i was down i was like yeah let's do it uh, wait, wait, but approached like, uh, like how? Oh, I'm sorry. So 
so well this isn't because she also doesn't identify with the she gender pronoun so i know we've talked about that a little bit but and some people might not be familiar with that but um so she goes by they right so okay uh (laughs) for you know yeah i feel to respect that person, I would say they. Okay. So, so okay. they approached me with, uh, but they they were like, oh, well, I see that you're really turned on and want to be penetrated. So okay. I'm going to use this strap on. Uh-huh. Or didn't really say, she was like, hold on. And like ran off to like get toys. <laughs> better, much yeah. better. And I was like, oh my God, toys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, and so they had this uh, like a harness type, that you, like a spandex type straps that you put around your leg. she wore. Yeah. Okay. And, then, and then put a just like a dildo like a nice normal sized with a curve that that mostly hits the g-spot uh-huh put that on and if anything i felt a little and and actually put on a condom which brings us to oh, we're gonna really? be talking about, yeah so i think it's to keep it clean um in terms oh, of d- having well, i think it partners. depends on what kind of yeah if it's latex or like different right materials right because um, it could be porous and exactly right. so if it's porous and i use use a condom uh and and so they uh what was I saying about it? So they, yeah, I, if anything, I was worried about the penetration being too firm. It's almost like you've got this permanently hard, you know, like a dildo, right? right I yeah. mean, and and in fact, when I think about it, the dildos I use even have like almost like a more like jelly. softer, yeah, jelly. Okay. So I was kind of like, well, it's going to be hard. And I was so impressed with how they, they, how gingerly they approached and kind of used the hand and then slowly slid in and like... And it was amazing. It was wonderful. Wow. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. So did it feel like you were... You know what? That blew my mind. I, did it feel like you were being like... No, it felt like fu- normal sex with a real penis. That really surprised me. Wow, I was sure what, that just, it would feel like a dildo. But the fact is that they're moving in the way that, you know, someone with a cock moves. Wow. So I'm trying to think like... Because here's this person who's female, like... Yeah. Um, anatomy. Anatomy-wise who you have this connection with. And so I, to me, that would really kind of blow my mind that they're able to have this sort of experience that you associate with men. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- did, it in, did it increase your connection in any way? Or like, what did it, or was it just? Yeah, I think it, changed? I think it I did know. increase the connection in the sense that like, I wanted, like I was, I was being penetrated by this person that I'm attracted to. Right. And I, I like how you asked that question. It totally is that it's, it's like, it just felt very organic. In fact, like you'd think it wouldn't, but I think because of, our uh, our mental abilities to project and um, imagine and uh, and our powers of connection and when you have desire for someone, you know y- you manifest your feelings, right? right? So so all the things I was feeling were coming from a place of desire and arousal, right? I'm excited by this person and they turn me on and they're penetrating me. <laughs> Amazing! Wow! <laughs> yeah, I'm so great. impressed right now oh, with T. Oh my gosh, T would like she like blushes like. Well, you still blush, but I mean, I know. But yeah, you, uh, yeah, you've been so nervous around girly action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's really this speaks to like it's really this person, and I think right. that's also shown me a lot about like you know people always when we and I feel like I'm even not I mean not guilty of it, but like you know I've done it too where I would talk about it because it's something foreign. I'm talking about you know people having sex with same sex that kind of stuff in a way where I'm like. I don't understand how like, you know, I don't know, like the way attraction works and, right. you know, like I'm not into women. And, and the point is, I'm I'm still not. I mean, I'm into individuals. Right. I, I think is the truth. Although now having these sexual experiences, of course, has opened me up to the idea of other women. Right. Oh. Yeah. Like the other day, I was like kind of thinking about one person. I was like, oh, it'd be interesting. Like now I'm curious. Like it's, you know, it's a possibility. 
You know? Interesting. So it's um, so would you say that it's almost made you more hot for women? Hmm, good question. Uh, I think open to arousal with women. And that's interesting, too, is I almost feel like I, in some ways, had turned it off. Like, there was a cultural programming happening. It's that like, was nope, like, that's not allowed. Nope, yeah, that's not nope, allowed. Yeah, nope, right. not allowed. Nope, nope. And it's like, breasts feel nice. Oh, I love them. Feel, exactly. Like, you've had more play than I have. So Like, this weekend, I was making uh-huh. out with this beautiful woman. <laughs> but I just like to make out. Like, I haven't really yeah. crossed that barrier at all, well, you know? And you know what's funny is I've really taken baby steps. Because I also went to Intimacy Fest, and then these women asked me to make out. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> you know, so I made out with some women. So it's been the slow opening yeah culminating with a strap yeah on. well I of course it. and this person was like wow after it was like that was your first time with a strap on right and i was like oh don't embarrass me <laughs> but i was like yeah and and they were also really impressed with how i embraced it that yeah. i didn't that it wasn't weird for me and i i think um i'm in a really confident healthy place where i'm uh what i want to say is i i feel confident in connection mm-hmm. and so i'm not shy about trying something new Mm -hmm. i'm just like yeah i'm open because you're bringing that and i trust you and as long as you're gentle with me like i love to try something new great yeah so it was really cool we set an example thank you thanks i hope this maybe has inspired anyone listening that has ever been curious i also can i tell you at intimacy fest i just want to say there's all kinds of gender bending if you will and there's this one married couple and this and the female the woman had a uh, had a dildo that was not a strap on but it pops into the vagina actually like this sphere ball and mm-hmm. then the dildo sticks out and and then like she would get aroused by like her husband sucking on it oh okay you know and like kind of and there's this whole world where people are like oh right. it's fun to like like play with my cock but even though it's like not a real cock and like they all know it and it's kind right, of a game right, right. and and there were like lots of guys into it and there's all this you know just a mutual flow on it and i i share that because i want you know if anyone else has that desire it's actually quite a lot of people are into that why not try it yeah yeah and I again could, I think yeah, it's sort of I'm, I'm imagining it in my head yeah and i think in so general if i can talk like objectively about the way people approach sex it's so like the more you start thinking about it as play and like fun and trying something new or silly, um, the less it has to do with like ideology or like, oh, that means I'm gay or, oh, that means I'm, I don't know. It's what, like not not identifying, not letting it identify you. Right. Like, uh, like this whole journey for me has been really interesting in terms of like sexual identity politics because I'm all of a sudden like, so do I now have to identify with these certain sex politics and it almost feels like too much like bisexual or yeah like labeling myself right and all of a sudden I'm, I'm like wow that labeling process is really tedious and and not very fun and kind of confining right. and so I'm, I'm starting to relate maybe even more to people who are you know confronted with someone saying so you're gay or you're bi yeah you're oh this, so you're bi you're... what are you and yeah. you're like oh, I'm, just, I'm just flowing I'm just existing <laughs> yeah i'm just playing and meeting people who make me feel good right so you know what is that i mean i guess you know that people say pansexual or whatever you know there's other words to broaden the horizon but i'm having these experiences makes me feel like more of us are probably that yeah and also what what also bring comes to mind for me is like well then why why is it that we who are asking that question how do you identify or are you gay or are you bi why do we really want to know that you know is it is it that we really want to know oh so does that mean you're interested in me or not interested in me or does that mean that i'm able to be 
a possibility or not or like what why exactly are we asking yeah that, and you bring you know? up a good point i mean sometimes and that i think that's also the fear is like you don't know why the person's asking i find often it can be because of attraction they're like right. Emma, are you available or right. are you not and also that i had that experience with this person too because they were asking me originally oh like do you date men and women like what's your history and that was their way of trying to assess if i would be into them into as a, them yeah as a female to female right and i of course was like oh well i you know mostly date men and i've always been with men <laughs> and i gave this whole thing and then i i walked away going fuck now she thinks i'm not into her right, yeah <laughs> and then the next time i met with her just to have like a, a, a meetup I actually I said, so I may have I realized that I, I may have indicated to you that I'm not attracted, but in fact, I am attracted. And I just wanted you to <laughs> know that I had to just say it. And I also said, you know, I don't like to lay it all out there up front. So I was being bashful. Right. It was actually and again, it was this sort of gender confusion when in fact it was just the way that I like to be courted and I don't like to be so overt when I'm first meeting you. Right. You like <laughs> and so, mm -hmm. yeah, I like to be coy. So the overt question made me be coy. So coy that she was like, oh, she's not into me. <laughs> Funny. Train wreck. Okay, guys. So it's actually time for a break. Yes, we're going to take a break. Yes. Um, which brings us to our Patreon because we will stop doing... Oh, no, we'll still do breaks, won't we? But we'll stop having commercials if you guys support us on we Patreon. We do breaks because apparently the brain needs a break. Yeah for you to process what you just going into your ear <laughs> so we will do breaks but we won't be putting annoying commercials in them yeah it'll just be once fun little music we reach a certain level on patreon yeah but uh you can check us out um at patreon.com which is a wonderful site where you can support the content creators that you all listen to and um, participate with and you can find us there at patreon.com slash ta talk sex and we offer bonus content there that's the cool thing yeah we're um we're offering all kinds of different bonus material for whatever level tier you guys are ready to contribute to and we're having so much fun developing all of that for you so yeah. we're yeah exclusive stuff uh side interviews behind the scenes stuff christine's gonna do an erotic reading for Hi. you um and yeah and that will all be there so patreon.com slash ta talk sex right ta talk sex all of our social media um, and we'll be back. Yeah. Welcome back to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. So we're going to get to this letter. Yes, this is our Ask TNA episode. And we had a, a letter come in. Um, again, thank you for writing in. It was a very uh, thorough, honest letter addressing um, many concerns that this young woman has um, about joining the sex community. I mean, she's she's been sexually <laughs> active, but uh, but like, new. she's had one partner. Yeah. Uh, who was they were each other's first partner. And yeah. um, and now she's single for the first time and wanting to having anxiety about wanting to have fun. Partners. But yeah. Can I say something? I, I so appreciate this letter because of the detail that makes it very helpful for us to answer mm -hmm. with, you know, good advice. And also, um, it reminds me of like when I first was sexually active, I remember thinking the second partner was more stressful than the first. Right. Cause in a way, you know, you have this safe bubble with your first partner and then all of a sudden, you know, the minute you cross that threshold into a second partner, you're like, wow, I'm now embarking on this journey. I'm, 
you I've know, had more than one partner. Yeah, like so. I'm so no longer STI. pure. Yeah, exactly. There's STIs. <laughs> like, like I'm opening up the gate to you know more than one. I don't know more than one lover. More than you know, and just right, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. In a way, it does feel like for me, it was it was like the true loss of virginity or something. Right, because you're going into. I don't know. Well, casual. Don't know. Yeah. Casual, casual sex. Yeah. I think that's what it was. You know? Yeah. That's what it was for me. Cause, because the second partner, there was no relationship tied to it mm. or, or there was, but it was, ca- it was casual. Right. Mm. Um, okay. So, yes. So, so we're going to read it. We're yes. going to read you this letter and then chunk we're gonna, by chunk. Yes. We'll break it up and go through it. There's big chunks. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ready? Yeah. So I'm a heterosexual 23 year old woman. Uh, with a naive, innocent mind when it comes to sex due to my lack of personal exposure. I think we can all relate. Uh, who is trying to be cautious when it comes to sex. I've only had intercourse sex with my ex-boyfriend of four years and have been flirtatious, mainly just dry humping and makeout sessions with a few other guys since my breakup with my ex-boyfriend, which it has been almost a year since our breakup. My ex-boyfriend and I were each other's first sexual partners and were exclusive. Therefore, we both didn't worry too much about catching any sexual diseases, viruses from one another, and we still used condoms. Now that I'm single and not looking for anything too serious in a relationship, I want to make sure I don't get STIs, HIV, HPV, or anything else. Whenever another guy, usually a friend of another friend who I don't know too well and who are who is around the same age as me and I make out and I can tell that intercourse sex is a possibility, I stop and tell them that we won't be having intercourse sex that night unless they've been tested for STI and HIV at, the, at least and have some sort of paper proof. Therefore, I also won't be providing blowjobs either unless either one of us had flavored condoms on us oh sorry on us because i don't want to risk my oral cavity of being infected either as i get to know the guys trust is built built but i'm still on the skeptical side when it comes to putting my body at risk as a side note all the guys who i've been in this situation with i do talk about our number of previous sexual partners and ask if they used condoms as a way of protection all of the guys told me that they've never been tested before and had at least five or more previous sexual partners i've also been skeptical to allow them to give me oral sex because of their oral hygiene status oral herpes etc and because i don't like to use dental dams i tell the guys that if they do want to pursue in, uh, uh, sorry, pursue us having intercourse sex, uh, they would have to get tested first. I personally don't think it is too much to ask, uh, especially since there are clinics in the area that would provide free testing. But then I wonder if I'm ruining my chances of having sex and if I should just allow the condom to do its job as a protection. I've been persistent and stood my ground about my sexual partners being tested beforehand, even though I do, wo- even though I do want to have intercourse sex and other sexual activities. As another side note, I am not a germaphobe at all, but just overly cautious. Is there anything else I can do to help protect me from getting sexual diseases, viruses, aside from using a condom? Okay. Action-packed. Okay. Ooh. There are several things that come to mind. Um, okay. For me as well. The the deeper ones, for sure, I want to address, but let's just address maybe firsthand, like, the actual danger of STI stuff. Like, the thing that immediately comes to my mind is that, yes... I do think that it is too much to ask. No, not to ask. You can okay. ask. But I personally feel like if you are using condoms with this with these people to have sexual intercourse um, and you're at, and you're not allowing yourself, you're not going to have sex unless they get tested, I think is a little extreme. Condoms do protect. I'm not saying they're 100% foolproof, but there are, 90 there are condoms breaking. Condoms do break. Have you ever had a condom break on you? Only when I use coconut oil. Do not, do not use, use coconut, coconut oil. oil. That's the only time I've ever had a condom break. 
Um, I've never I've never had one break either. Although I was having sex with a partner once and it and the condom got lost inside of me. I have almost <laughs> had a condom slip off. Um, that but, was a partner that I was with. Yeah. You know. But but you can but that's something you can you can monitor for sure. You just put your hand down there and Okay, I My my point is that yeah. I to answer the question, this particular question about the, the, the germ thing or not germ thing, but the STI thing, I do feel like it's being a bit hyper vigilant. Okay. If you, I, I have a little bit of a, a okay. different opinion. I would say that if you're going for the for the oral stuff, that's a little bit different. Yeah. For sure. Um, but if you I, I would say it's completely fine. Obviously, if you're going to be having sex without condoms, absolutely. That's the conversation you for sure want to have. Um, okay, yeah. may I, I, I have to be honest, I, I actually am, I, bravo for having the conversation, first of all, sure. I really want to compliment her good, true, for true. having the courage to step up and have those conversations. I've, um, I think I've probably been like a 50-50 my entire life, like sometimes I'm really good about it, sometimes I flake on it. But do you have those conversations even if you're using condoms and it's just yeah. a casual thing? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, because I want to know if they have, uh, if they have herpes or if they... I don't um, believe this. Yeah, look, I'll check. Like, I check in. I check in. Like, it's, even when you're I'm using like, condoms. Yeah, I go, hey, I just wanted to know if you've been tested. When's the last time you were tested? And sometimes I'll still have sex. It's just, I think it's important to have the conversation and acknowledge it so that you're aware of But how like, come I've never this heard? We've had this conversation, you and me, before, and you've never mentioned that. I, what do you mean? What, what conversation? I have the conversation. I do. I even do. when you use like I know that you have this conversation when you are not going to be having sex with. Oh, sorry, using oh, condoms. Right. No, I'll I'll check in. I'll ch- I check in. I think I can. I think I could afford to be more thorough. But I'm. I do ask. I'll be like, Hey, have you been tested? Um, Will you not have sex if they haven't been tested? Well, so this is this is my point. We were talking before we came on the air. I think there are thresholds. So this is where I want to say to acknowledge her point, like. They these partners said I have had sex with five people at least and have not had a, an STI test ever. This is what they said to her. Okay, in my opinion, that does raise a little bit of an alarm. Sure, and sure, I would sure. say, wow, you've never been tested. Like, yeah. get, do the do the homework. I mean, get yes, that, I take the time to go get tested. Yeah. You take the time to get tested. Yeah. Um, I will say, for example, this uh this past year, I, I actually went a full year without being tested so and to me that's a little bit like what i mean i i feel like you're allowed to go a year you go a year but uh, I, in europe they months, do every month every three months wow really yeah they get but but let me just say i also just literally Depending just got that from the free clinic that place is a clusterfuck and it takes well half well, a day to get welcome tested to america no i know but i mean in yes. europe it's a different story yeah well i would say i feel like once every six months if you're if you're this is back to the threshold if you're heavily sexually active you need to be getting tested more often definitely yeah. and so for example i had a partner who i would say had probably five to 20 partners from the first time first time we had had sexual interaction mm-hmm. and then we were going to be meeting again and having a sexual so in interaction between that time you had five to 20 partners yeah okay and i said you need he had oh and he also admitted that he had not been tested okay and I said, you have to get tested before I see you. I was also... Period, even if you're using it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was also still in a relationship. And I and I was like, I can't um, tell my primary partner I guess, that I'm sleeping with someone who hasn't been tested. You, you know, know what? Here's hmm. my thing. I guess I ask, I ask if they've had unprotected sex with people like if if people yes, are that's having a great question that's what i differentiate like i want to know like are you having I sex agree. with all these people without condoms actually that's a great question now you're lasering in exactly so because so if her if, partner said okay i've had sex with five people did you use a condom with every single one of them right 
Like and if, if the answer is yes, then, then I agree I would, with you. I would feel like that's... That's, yeah, good yeah. to go. I mean, look, people can lie about anything they tell you, which is why I understand you want paper proof. But I think it's a little exceptional to expect people to walk around with a... a I agree like, with the paper proof thing. of paper proof in their pocket. Though it did make me go, well, maybe if you... I'm like, I was going, well, maybe I should snap a photograph of mine and show it. I once had a lover who kept his in the bathroom. <laughs> so I went into the bathroom and it was like there sitting by the toilet. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> like you know just just say you know just so you know don't even have to say it it's just there in case you were thinking that you were attracted to me <laughs> which i thought was pretty clever um but by the way he was a very sexually active person so so again you have like people who are very sexually active i think tend to almost be safer and a little more r- rigorous about right. this stuff um so I think it's great that she's asking the questions, but I don't think you necessarily have to say, no, we're not having sex. I think you're right. Ask, did you use a condom every time? And um, and then it's up to your discretion. Like, you know, uh, I do think it's it's funny because I do think it's a little weird that the partners have not been tested. Like for me, I feel that I'm most of the time I have the conversation. My partners usually have been tested within the last year. Yeah, but I, I mean, who knows where this person lives, what yeah. part of community they're in. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're in L.A. where, uh, you know, like maybe it's, it's cosmic, more like a city right. center. People are more regular about yeah, that. And yeah, and I think uh, it's a culture here that's more responsible in that way. Um, and there's an expectation to be well, responsible. Well, let me say this. This is something I wanted to say. So she mentioned there's free clinics in the area. So maybe they're even college age. I'm not sure. But um, that kind of made me say, well, you know, if that is a big concern of yours and you want to see these partners do that, um, maybe have the list <laughs> literally be like, hey, I'll just I'll text you an address, just make yeah. an appointment. And, and like, let's get let's do this again next week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, really, really own it. Like, hey, this is really important to me. And here's here's the info. So, you know, go get a test and then and then it's on, baby. And you can even be playful about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess because I, I, I'm trying to think about this. Like if I knew that they had had unprotected sex <laughs> with multiple partners, yeah. I would be hesitant to even allow their naked penis near my external genitalia. Well, you by know? the way, I was just going to say that, too. I mean, look, the truth is that the membrane, you're, you know, it is exposed, the vaginal. Um, right. There entrance. would be there would be no play. No, like, no. If you're penile, getting near my contact, my genitalia, there's yeah. going to be you're going to wrap it. But but I would almost make me too nervous to really enjoy. I think if I knew that they were sort of very sleeping around in this unprotected way. But again, for me, if they're sleeping around in and being protected, mm-hmm. you know, and I really trusted them about that, um, I would totally feel fine. Well, I, you know. And if I'm and to be honest, since we, you know, pledge that on our show. Look, occasionally I have unprotected sex. Sure. When I do that, I have a conversation that's more extensive with that person. Right. But um, but you raise that good point, which is like, then I have more of a responsibility to make sure I'm getting tested. Sure. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I had sex with someone without a condom. Like, right. let me make sure I, you know, I get that tested. Okay. But this brings us to the other thing about like, is she being hypersensitive? Well, let me just, yes, mm. I agree with you. But can we maybe address the oral thing? Because that, Oh, yes, please. Like, I, I mean, that's something that's hard to get around. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is di- more difficult to contract stuff orally. It does happen. Um, but, yeah. but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How do you? How can HPV you, is a real thing. I mean, I'll say yeah, this. I mean, I would be more concerned with the oral herpes. Like, getting, I would say get the HPV vaccine. We did a show about it. Cervarex is preferred at this point, in our opinion. Uh, but you can check out our episode about it. Um, 
what did you bring up that herpes is a bigger concern for me? I remember I our mean, college, I think our age, college campus apparently like, had like an issue with it. I remember like with, like, with herpes, like that was like the thing that students were getting. Oh, <laughs> it was like an was epidemic. Passing it around. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was like, oh my God. Um, at the same time, I mean, this brings us, I was sort of joking to you, Steph, that, you know, uh, every time you get in your car, there's a risk to, you know, go yeah, to the grocery Yeah, and this is the store. larger picture, which yeah. I think is addressing more the deeper psychological stuff going on here. Like, I think, and Christine and I were talking about this before. It's like, yeah, when we first came out on the sex scene, we very much relate to where you are now. Yeah, a lot of dear, fears. I mean, I even writer. remember yeah. being really afraid of getting pregnant. Like and that was, I was like, too. oh, I was like, I have me a penis too. goes inside of me. I'm going to get pregnant. Absolutely. Because I also like my mom got pregnant early on in life. Yeah. And I was just like, that's not happening to me. Yeah. And yeah. if I get pregnant, I'm aborting that fucker. It's not happening. You yeah. know, like I was so I paranoid. think we were raised that way. That was like our, our like the generation. This is the new, gen, like the millennial scene is like, I'm not getting pregnant. Oh, yeah. But also, you know what I, yeah. what I also had was mm. very similar to this person um was i i wanted to hold on to my purity Mm. because i really i i valued very much my sexuality and i did see myself as a temple and i had a lot to offer and that i wasn't going to that to me getting quote unquote dirty wow um you know, or, or like, get, you know, getting something would like somehow take away from that. Mm. And so I also was deeply afraid of getting anything because now of that, because, because, yeah, and it would take away from my self-worth or, or my value in some way. So my question to this person is, are you projecting something deeper like that onto this whole situation of needing to like your terror of getting anything because the reality is most stis that you get you can are are totally treatable yeah we forget that but it's like there's most are treatable all right so herpes is not (laughs) even that (laughs) is treatable though and manageable like here's the thing like i know we're all freaked out about herpes people but you're not gonna die from herpes no uncomfortable i'm sure i won't lie genital herpes really scares me the idea of that scares i and i'm sure and i understand what i'm saying is i'm not I'm not not having sex because of a fear of contracting it. Right. Uh, and this is kind of to the point. But I'm, I'm always like, looking for sores, certainly, like for, on well, other people. Looking, I, I prefer to have just have the conversation. And that ask. too. But but they I also write. don't necessarily. Of course, they could lie or they might. I don't know. Or maybe they don't know. Might not or, feel safe saying Or maybe it. Well, they didn't get the right test. Why they, they should know. get tested. I'm just. That's, I know. Right. I'm just so saying, my, like, my yes, point I is, I, of course, I. The point is, yes, I have the concern. At the same time, I'm not going to not have a sex life because of it. I want to enjoy myself. So I take the necessary precautions of having a conversation. I weigh the risks in my personal opinion, what makes me feel comfortable enough. So you kind of have to decide for yourself. But that said, I I do think if you find that you're not, I don't think you should ever, you know, look, she's saying, is she being too, is it too much? And, and, you know, is she never going to find someone who's willing to? I think I don't think she should yield because of another person. True, but I think, but um, I think some self examination might be. I think you said it really well. Worth it. Here. Yeah. Well, and I and I think that it's <laughs> there is there, there are always risks. Like I said, driving to the car, you know, and driving this is the car to, thing. Yeah. to the market. No matter how much you protect yourself, there will still be risks. But that's but or you um, just don't. I've had a lot of sex with a lot of partners, and I have not contracted right so any of these things and actually uh well actually i will say i had the hpv vaccine um 
I did then five years later contract a form of HPV Mm because there's like 99 or 100, a couple hundred strains. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was benign, probably Mm -hmm. because of my vaccine. Um, And then it also went away. Right. And I currently do not have HPV. So that, for example, is a more benign one. Well, yes. And this was one of my tips for you was, you know, it's easy to say, don't worry about it. But what like a very precise way of of helping you not worry about it is to re-educate yourself because we can get on Google and the internet and scare the shit out of ourselves yeah. out of all the different stats and all the different imagery and what this is and blah, 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 blah. So what I would suggest is try to have the conversation with people that you know, like not just sexual partners, girlfriends, family members, like just try, like really get a, a real life picture of what uh, what STIs look like for for real life people, you know, mm, and yeah. and this is and we're helping you with that. So Christina just shared her experiences, and for me, I'm the same. Like, well, and I'm so uh, my history <laughs> is that. Um, so interestingly, orally, I will admit that I have only once used a condom orally. Uh, oh, right, where yeah. he wore a condom and I have never had an oral STI. I've never used a dental dam and I've never used a condom. I've never used a dental sex, dam. Um, if I'm honest. I just got tested and I'm totally clean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I did. So when so I was I. 19, so I was sexually active when I was 17. When I was 19, 20, I had just gotten back from my first trip to Europe where I had unprotected sex twice Mm -hmm. and I came back a complete well I didn't know I was a mess but I was distraught when I went and had a checkup and they were like um we think you had mono and um oh no so mono was when I was in high school sorry never mind um I had chlamydia really and an abnormal pap (gasps) oh you poor thing yeah and I was 19 and this was like I've had like what four partners maybe um so and then so, you're yeah. like my life is over well right i completely freaked out right and again yeah. this whole purity thing although i just i, I was like i, I had uh-huh. sex without condoms well first of all it was a it was a liberation thing for me i was i was rebelling and whatever it doesn't matter oh, but yeah. um and uh but the you know gonorrhea chlamydia you take a pill it's done not a big deal you know and, okay but and what the, happened did you end up having anything you I had gonorrhea and cl- i had got chlamydia oh at you least. did and I you did. took the i took the <gasps> oh, it's an antibiotic wow. you take an antibiotic and it's gone no i know but i just wow it's not, okay. a, it's not a big deal people a real life story yeah there but gonorrhea and chlamydia is it. so common a eh? and like uh, again you j- it's like i haven't had it or con- and i don't mean that as a literally pride. just, just a back like, wow. like you take an antibiotic and it's gone yeah super easy there's no symptoms but this brings us back to consistently getting yourself tested so that you can manage your situation the bigger thing was Mm -hmm. i came i came back with an abnormal pap smear i had no idea what hpv was or anything um and i'm not i really guys i don't know if i if it was from the europe trip or later in life i I really don't (laughs) remember but at some point early on in my sexual history i was i did have hpv the cancerous kind wow and it took me on a whirlwind of like yeah i had to go through um i had to have coposcopies a couple times and uh which were not comfortable yeah but they they do have muscle relaxers that they give you and stuff because i did the colposcopy too um but anyway the point is that it went like it finally went away okay and then um recently maybe so before i went to my europe trip so maybe in the fall so november um my i had another i had an abnormal pap and the doctor was like well 
I said, oh, my God, well, let's do a buy. Let's do something. And she's like, she's like, no, 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 let's wait, because oftentimes this can just clear up. And I, I like to test my patients a few months later just to see if it resolves on its own. And so we did that and it resolved on its own. And I was clear and I didn't. It went away. Yeah. So. I'm just saying, like, our it's H- not the end of your world. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Also, HPV, I think I also feel I, like I was taught to fear the hell out of it. And that's, I, al- that's also why we did that show sh- about which, HPV, because... Which we'll refer you to. Go listen to it. It's yeah, the HPV but show. I think I, I was like, so are we going to die from it? Because that's how I'm made to feel. And then it's like, no, it just, it'll go away, probably. Yeah, and so and, and I even had the cancerous like, kind. Yeah. And so I just make sure that I get my pap smears every year yeah, every year uh, and mm-hmm. i'm it's fine like well you know let what me I mean? say this this raises a question and perhaps it, in america you should uh you know be more liberal with your sexuality if you have health insurance i mean that's like that's a real not thing, true right? i pay four hundred dollars a month in health insurance <laughs> and my it does not cover an std check sti check so check with so your health I had, insurance so i had covers. to go to the free clinic and yeah. wait and spend four to five hours of my day because i didn't want to spend 350 dollars on an Which sti is check another big issue in america right so um live in europe <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway so, well, so but I, she mentioned the free clinics like there are free clinics you can so do it for sure and it's definitely important it. bring do a it. book Right. Um, But my point is, like, again, a sort of a re-education, like if you really because we can only have like what's in our head and what's on the Internet. So try to talk to people around you and and see get like a different picture of what's going on. Well, and what I love about you sharing your story, too, is like you survived it and you also still have great sex and like enjoy your life completely and i don't like and i think and and because of those you didn't stop having great sex of course not what are, you take a pill and it goes away like, <laughs> i don't know like, yeah no it's you know what this i've goes had back partners to... with oral hp i've had partners with oral herpes like who get can't who get okay no who get cold sores, cold sores yeah i'm fine like like it just it's you well you they monitor it. it and they monitor and i don't know kiss when, them when having, they have an yeah. oral when right. they have a thing you know yeah so i, I love mean, that too i love sharing that you know having a partner who has it that, that it's actually manageable as well right that it's not like oh you have it no i would say it depends also on like their personal health care and do they take good care of themselves um like nutritionally and stuff like that and right. that usually like reduces the chance of them passing it to you if you're also a very healthy person right um we're going to take another little break. And then we're going to come back and she has some quick questions, some questions on uh, birth control options and libido. How does she increase her libido? Yeah. And uh, and then like pubic hair so, questions, maintenance. Yeah. Well, which we will get to when we come back. You can um, check out our new Patreon page if you guys would love to um, participate and support us. Uh, it's Rrr. at patreon.com slash TA Talk Sex. We offer other special treats <laughs> if you go there. Uh, all right. We'll be right back to talk more on Ask TNA. Welcome back to TNA Talk Sex, where we are on the Ask TNA episode. I just want to add one thing before we move to the next topic. Sure. I, I just think um, the more we think of sex as like a part of your life, I don't think it's something that you go, I'm never going to do this. And and it's like you... Never going to have sex? Yeah. It's like integrate it into your life and make yourself knowledgeable and, and take the proper steps to be safe. And, you know, you're... It's like, I mean, I think she's doing that yeah. very responsibly. I just feel my sense is that it's a bit 
hyper vigilant in yeah. the sense that I think it's also getting in the way of your libido, which we'll talk about in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're moving on to birth control, which I shall read for you, darlings here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never been on any birth control and am deadly worried about being pregnant after having intercourse sex, especially since my periods are irregular. As a result, this has caused me to have less sex with my ex-boyfriend and now that I'm single. I'm not sure if I want to be on any birth control because with my bad luck, something is bound to go wrong. I'm also afraid of the condom breaking while not being on birth control. Weighing the odds, I know I probably should enjoy the great pleasures of sex, but growing up in an Asian conservative household, having sex, the possibility of being pregnant and not being on birth control is in the back of my mind. My parents, older sisters, and some of my closer friends did not and still now don't like to talk too much about sex or anything of that realm, so it's been difficult trying to find insight about these topics. I've been thinking that I should be on birth control, leaning towards copper IUD, to ease my mind, but I'm worried of the side effects and worried of being one of the women with the bad experiences. I want to celebrate her for taking the time to write us because she clearly wants to have a sex life. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, do it. The, um, yeah. Yeah. That being said. That being said. I think if you want to have a sex life with multiple partners, uh-huh. you have to be willing to take the risks. Well said. And some of the risks are getting an STI and <laughs> getting pregnant. Okay. Like, we can't, you cannot true. eradicate these risks from... 100 well, percent from a sex there are from an birth con- sex. there are birth control you, options that but, largely eradicate the chance but even that is not foolproof You're nothing right. is foolproof so i'm so it sounds like she's trying to make it 100 percent. right right like not, i'm like, like i want to have a sex life as long as someone can promise me thing. right wait, wait, can promise me 100 percent. let me say this uh i also picked up on word choice okay like with my bad luck (laughs) and i just want to observe why like i think there comes maybe she's being realistic no well maybe but i think you know mindset is a lot of this too i I think to go into it thinking oh i'm doomed and this could happen um or this is going to happen yeah implies like a larger issue of like how you're seeing well that would certainly make me afraid the world like if i see that i'm if i believe that these bad things happen to me for sure, that would definitely make me afraid to have sex because then I'm thinking that all these bad things are going to happen to me. But don't you think that's that kind of comes back to this like STI thing. Like you could go, oh my God, I got chlamydia. Bad things always happen to me. But mm. in fact, you're going, oh, I got chlamydia. I'm going to go to the doctor and take the antibiotic to prevent it. Yes. And, um, and then I'm also going to read about how to make sure I introduce probiotics back into my intestines after so that I'm healthy because right. I made a choice and I wanted to have that positive experience. Um, and maybe I made a mistake, but it's not a lethal mistake and that's fine. Right. Well, there's two mindsets. One is not seeing it as a bad thing that happened. And the other is attracting these. Well, I meant like, yeah, I meant kind of opening yourself to positivity and just, you know, not, not viewing everything as like, um, a failure of yourself and also thinking that you control everything and, and like good and bad things happen. And, uh, and the more we sort of just confront them with open eyes, the more you're able to like move forward. Yes. Um, okay. So, so when more it comes literally to, birth control. <laughs> right. So, so here's the thing for me. Um, We're pretty liberal on that front. Yeah, we are. So um, I will not advise a young woman to to not be on birth control. That right. being said, 
birth control is an enemy of mine. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I let's feel say this. we can only speak about our opinions. Yes, and, these are just this is just my opinion. Choices. Clearly, it's not a medical anything. No, it's our personal choices. Yes. So you please make a decision based on us and your own research and whatever. And okay, what's right for you in your lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I have never known a female friend that has had like a very positive experience with birth control. Um, of all kinds, you mean, or mainly the pill? I don't remember specifically okay. what kind each girlfriend was on. But mm-hmm. um, in general, the trend is everyone complained, uh, like has has had issues with it, either um, with their mood, with their libido, with their weight, um, or IUD stuff that is things that get stuck. Uh, uh-huh. I, just, I was talking to a friend in Paris who had to go through like a little microsurgery because it got stuck in her arm. Um, wow. Which is it was a minor thing. My mother's IUD got stuck in her. Wait, my mom, I think her IUD was like dislodged and that's how she got pregnant with me. <laughs> See, nothing's foolproof. <laughs> Yay for accidents. I know. She always says I'm the best thing that ever happened to her. Oh. Um, so I, I was on birth control. So I was very also very responsive, much like this young girl. And I was, um, I told my mom, I said, mom, we all had a very open sexual like relationship. And, and I said, I I am going to be sexually active with my boyfriend and I want to get on birth control beforehand. So I did. And I was on birth control since from 17 to probably 25. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, I didn't, I felt fine. Like I, I, you You didn't, I didn't notice any, any shift except however, in hindsight, once I went off birth control, um, after maybe like a year or so, I noticed things like really started shifting for me and I just assumed it was hormonal shifts, but really looking back, I'm like, fuck, I was on birth control for almost a decade and then I got off of it and then my sex life started changing in a really positive way. Like I really started enjoying sex more. I'm like, I really do wonder if it had to do like my, literally my entire sexual history. I had been on birth control and wow. that's all I knew. Mm. So I didn't know anything about my libido really not on birth control. Yeah. So, um, wow. I don't know. I also know that for me, I am very, very uh, connected to my cycle. And for me, it's a very spiritual thing as well. And I really do not like, yeah, my menstrual cycle. I really do not like the idea of, um, of interfering with that. I choose not to be on birth control now, even though I am not in a committed partnership and I am sexually alive. (laughs) Uh, I know. I just had a doctor ask me how many partners and I was like, uh, this month. (laughs) I mean, it fluctuates. Um, okay. So So I use, I use condoms. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and Can I share? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say there's always there is always Plan B. I'm oh, not saying if if, if something is, is left inside of right. You. If something happens and the condom breaks, yeah. there is there's always that Plan B over the counter. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if I made my experience, I also actually made the choice to never be on the birth control pill. Um, again, just my opinion. I I also we did have um, a naturopathic doctor on who wrote a book about the menstrual cycle. Uh, a few months ago, I think in February. Um, but she talked about the negative effects of the birth control pill. And she also felt very, um, what do I want to say? Felt very strongly that it was 
harmful to women and to enter in to introduce it to women at a young age as well. Can I ask? Yeah. An IUD, though, that still emits a hormonal shift, right? It's like releasing yeah, it's hormones. Copper, I believe I, I think there's a copper IUD, although maybe there's also a plastic one. But yes, it, it I think the copper blocks like estrogen flow, something like this. I don't want to get it. I actually don't remember. But, but it, was, it does do something with the hormones. Yeah. Okay. It's stopping something. I think you, okay. you no longer ovulate or something like this. Okay. Uh, I, at the time, I knew and I made a choice that I didn't want to do it. Um, I, I just, yeah, I don't like to interfere personally with... Um, how my cycle works as well. Uh, so I never did. At one point, I had a small cyst on an ovary that created a painful, sec- singular painful sexual experience. I went straight to the doctor. They, uh, in a very blanket way, said, well, well, the pill helps with that. And so I took the pill for like three months. I also felt weird on it. And I, and I also never really wanted to be on it because it was overhauling my hormonal system. Um, In what way? What do you mean? Well, my cycle is actually a little bit on the longer side. Like I get it every four weeks. So it actually pushes me forward a week every month. And and the pill basically only allows for a three-week cycle and and then the placebo pills. And I was like, well, that means that it is now shift. It has to be shifting my cycle in order to adhere to these pills. So... I don't want anything that's going to overhaul my system. Right. So theoretically you didn't. Yeah. So no, no. And I, and I did, I don't know. I felt somehow different. I don't, you know, it's hard to pin down. Right. Um, uh, I've always had a very healthy libido. I've always had a strong sex drive um, and desire. When I have sex with men, I, uh, I do have a talk about STDs. I use condoms. And then if I'm perfectly honest with a right, like if I have a partner that's consistent, we do the pulling out method. And yeah, um, I did too. Yeah, and I'll even have a conversation. Like, I had one lover. I said, you know, we joke. Oh, wait, did we? It's funny because we did use condom. Oh, but I know why. I know why we used the condom. We talked about it. And I said, have you ever gotten someone pregnant? That was one of my questions in the whole STI conversation. And he said, yeah, actually, I did mm-hmm. once. And I said, great, we're using a condom. <laughs> because of this idea of um, premature ejaculation, as well sure. as if you have sex more than once. Uh, and so, and he and the gentleman ejaculates once. Um, they're inside consum- yeah no no sorry like if you just ejaculate say he pulls out and comes on your stomach okay. which i like <laughs> okay. uh he could still have semen in his shaft so he should he should go urinate right before you guys have sex again to clear the path got it um of semen right and then that can like say he didn't pee and you guys start having sex again then in theory that could be like a premature um ejaculation of semen into you uh right. that said um I've never, ha- I, you know, it's, this is all personal, right? It's like everybody's yeah. bodies are different. Right. I have never been pregnant. Um, and I have used the pulling out method. I had a boyfriend for five years. We used mainly the pulling out method and condoms. Right. Um, I So I do like to have a conversation with my male partner about how in control of his own body he is. I would also argue that the type of people that go get STI tests tend to be more knowledgeable about, about that as well. Maybe that's a little biased of a statement, but... Um, yeah, I, I like to look him in the eye and say, have you gotten someone pregnant? Do you know if you're prematurely ejaculating? Like when you masturbate, do you see, you know, that kind of stuff? Maybe it's a little speculative. Um, yeah, it's not hard science, but, uh, I, I like to know that we're on the same page if we are going to do the pulling out method. I also have the conversation of what happens if we get pregnant. Well said. So well said. Do you I have do, that conversation? I actually, I recently, yeah. So I have that as well. I have that conversation. Um, I don't know what. Um, this reader's beliefs are um, 
in terms of abortion or whatnot, but you kind of need to have that conversation with yourself. If you're going to have sex without if a condom. Well, it sounds like she's definitely not doing that, at least for the next five years. <laughs> right. If you're not having sex. Yeah. So if you're so for most of my sex life I for. So, yeah, that first decade I was I was uh, using condoms and on birth control. Like I was so wow, hyper. Yeah, I was so hyper. Like I'm not getting pregnant. Um, that being said, I did get pregnant. Um, I was so three years ago. Mm. Um, which actually, did we ever do a show about that? I think I you think touched so, on it. But I, I would actually like to, sh- it was a beautiful experience. Okay, we're going to do a show about I it. I did not have the child. It was the hardest decision I made in my life, I have to say. And this was coming from a place where I was like, I'm absolutely having an abortion. And then once faced with it, I was like, hmm. Yeah, all um, of a sudden you go, well, it's there. Yeah, um, it, it, things shifted. But but uh, in the end, with this particular person, uh, for many reasons, I, I, I decided not to have the child. Um, so th- that's life. This is these things happen. You make choices. And, and, yeah. and but I will say in terms of the sex I was having, I was very careless with the sex I was having with him. But you were in a committed relationship. With I was this in person. a committed relationship with this person. But even, even throughout all you, yeah. throughout all my committed relationships, I never let him come inside me. We always pulled out. Yeah. I was very rigorous about it. And I never got pregnant during those times. Um, it was this person i for whatever reason maybe i was secretly trying to get pregnant i don't know i was letting him come inside me wow several times wow and uh maybe it (laughs) was because you mean that it happened on several occasions it happened on several not like we do it several times and and like he'd come multiple times no no no. it happened on several occasions and i was like were you monitoring your i was monitoring my cycle from the way i from what i can tell i think i got pregnant actually in a very strange time which would be like right after my period um, yeah, I'm also or, curious. Or before, so our, our listener who wrote in also mentioned that her period is not regular, right? So which is, that makes that. it like whew, that makes it really hard to. Well, also track. make sure you're marking on a calendar. There's all kinds of great apps you can download. But now. honestly, but if your periods are regular, I really don't think you can trust monitoring your cycle. Well, but I'm saying regardless, monitor the cycle you are having. Sure, um, and but I, I wouldn't would, use I'm, it as a. But I'm curious why her period's not regular, and I. I think for you, young women, it's common. Have you been to the doctor to confirm that? Uh, I would just check. Okay. Well said, I agree. But I would say, don't panic. My sister stopped getting her period because of gluten. (laughs) But I would also say, uh, Uh don't panic. No, of course not. Because I think, you know, it can be quite common. Never panic. Never. Don't panic on any of these fronts. (laughs) I would suggest um, try a birth control. Try it. Try. Oh, it. I mean, she she point. said you said you're leaning. She's leaning toward the copper IUD. Try it. Well, it's much. See how from, you feel. I have friends who've gotten it, who have done it. It's much more low maintenance. Yeah. In the sense that you know you get to put in and and then you kind of don't have to think about it. Right. Uh, although I would again keep that app and monitor your period because if something goes wrong with the IUD, you could get pregnant and go. Yeah, WTF. Could, but, okay. So if something goes, let's say you're using condoms and you have the IUD, <laughs> probably, a condom, a condom prob- breaks. Go to the health. Go to the CVS and get a thirty dollar Plan B, just to be sure. Yeah. And that that's like that's pretty freaking good odds that you're yeah. not going to be pregnant. Yeah. Uh, look, I, mean, I like I said it's personal experience. I just like don't like to fuck with my body with all these hormones. So I I totally agree. I, but, I know, I know, but she's asking like look, I know a lot of people who do it and they seem happy with it. Um I am very happy with the not doing it. I'll say this, like when I got out of my long term not doing it meaning not being on uh, not being on control. anything and having and monitoring my cycle and knowing when I'm having my period. And um I I feel like a I also like I was in a I remember being in a long term relationship and and I kind of felt safe like in terms of like, oh, if I get pregnant, 
it's not my goal, but like I'm in this committed relationship with this person who could support us and it's fine. And I remember kind of crossing that bridge of like, oh, I'm no longer in this relationship. Am I still okay Mm -hmm. without being, you know, with not being on birth control? Uh, I feel really good about using condoms. And um, I did once actually with a, I was in a relationship for a stretch and, um, and we did have sex and he told me, he goes, I may, there may be some semen inside of you. Mm. And I was like, "Mm, what percentage? And I just, I said, you know, I'm taking the plan B because I don't want to risk it. Yeah. But listen, there are stories all over the, all over the page. Like my, my dear friends, uh, got pregnant. She, I, God, I don't want to freak you out, but, um, she was on the pill and they were doing pull out. Stop. It's true. <laughs> These stories blow I'm, my mind. But I'm telling you, like, this stuff happens for sure. Yeah. So, I, I like, I don't want to panic her, and this is probably going to panic her, but you can't, like, yes, you and I have, like, I only got pregnant when I was, when this man was coming inside of me. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, cause or <laughs> effect. Yeah. I'm like, no man has come inside of me. I'm right. Not pregnant. But before that, like, there was never an issue, and you're the same way, T. So, that's with us, but with my friends. Okay, but you know. let me say this. How about the issue of what if you do get pregnant? My, my best friend, one of them, she got pregnant and decided to have the child. And the child is a wonderful gift in her life. Exactly. <laughs> so, but the, again, this is, this is, again, life is going to happen and you cannot avoid 100% life happening outside of our control. And when you bring a, a, a really you know it's a wonderful thing to live life (laughs) it's a wonderful thing i'm just saying there has to be an element of control that you're willing to let go of that's in order to drive a car to have sex to you know all these so you can do it to to the best to fly degree of responsibility that you can but in the end if stuff happens to you uh allow it to enrich your personal experience and yeah. life and and you have to be willing well to let said, that happen but that's everyone and that is everyone's journey like when you meet an adult or like there's an older woman who you admire for all that she's accomplished it's because she walked the road of life and like took risks and then was confronted with a problem or confronted with something she didn't think she wanted to be faced with and then addressed it head on and became stronger for it right and that's just that's life isn't it? Yeah. Whether you're dealing with getting chlamydia, HPV, pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, you know, I don't know, know, deciding what school you're going to go to for your PhD. Any of that. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) I know. I know. We still have a couple topics to cover. Libido and and, um, pubic hair. Do we want to take a mini break? Let's take a mini break. We'll come back um, and And we'll we'll cover how to... Cover those two topics. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Check us out on patreon.com forward slash TA Talk Sex. On social media, we're on TA Talk Sex. We love you. And we're back to TNA Talk Sex. I have to say this has been a really um, honest episode. I right? Like less jokey, really <laughs> honest. But, uh, you know, look, I, that's what we said. We appreciated like she's just getting to the heart of the matter. Like, like life gets real. Yep. But like we're still here having fun. I just want to like emphasize Completely. that. <laughs> okay. Libido. Now this is all right. I'm going to read. Uh, I have a low level of libido. It doesn't sound like it. I just want to say. No, no, no. I I think it does. Oh, okay. Go on. All right. I can go months and even... Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can go, sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the, my response. I can go months and even probably years without sex of any kind or masturbating. Not that I want to do that. I just recently started masturbating about one to two times a week or biweekly, depending on my mood. And I don't have a lot of sex with my I didn't have a lot of sex with my ex-boyfriend, as stated above. Interestingly, my libido actually increased for a few months after I got over my ex-boyfriend. Um, this is a silly question, but is there anything I can do to increase my sexual desire? I feel like this may help me get, quote, in the mood faster and longer when I'm with a sexual partner. Can I answer? Yeah, of course. My hands Stephanie, raised. calling on you. <laughs> my hands raised up. Uh, okay. I think, I, I, think, I think this is really my younger self writing in. I was going to say, you can in. relate to this. I totally relate to this person. It's super helpful. Okay, so... Because um, <clears throat> I just always want... That's like, Okay, so go ahead. So I also, as I previously mentioned, uh, did not have... <laughs> A, a strong libido I would say even to this day like I have a very refined libido <laughs> in the sense that like I'm, I'm really grateful for where I am now and it's amazing like I'm not controlled by my desire yet I can unleash it and have an amazing time and put a butt plug in put a butt plug in Starbucks <laughs> um, but um, but that being said it took me a long time to get there and here is why so my number one in hindsight after because mm. you know i don't know if if this person knows this but i did central massage central massage sort of sex work for for seven years which was part of my whole grand awakening and so after uh 15 years of learning and whatnot and really having hindsight um to my previous sexual self which i would probably identify almost exactly like you i just didn't want that it was fine you know i i wasn't orgasming um except when i masturbated and um, and I could I'm like, I'm just not a sexual person. I could easily go without sex. And my number one deterrent, I think, and I think this goes for a lot of women, is control. I think that we can be so wound up internally and well, there's so the, much that we're taught to fear. I mean, well, not just this, sexually, though. Okay. I, this is a really internal process, mm -hmm. uh, honestly. Like, it's very psychological. It's very spiritual, and I and it, and it reflects, of course, in in sexual practices. But, um, God, it's so it's so deep. But it, but like controlling myself, controlling my life path. I was very a type about like what I was, you know, the school I was going to, and what I was doing in life, and my grades, and you know, all this stuff, and. And, uh, uh, you know, the type of life I was carving out for myself and I was, you know, just super controlling and uh, also very fearful of things happening and that you were going to fail. Yes. And so this can be a heavily psychological thing that like for me, um, when I really started looking at that and over the years letting go of my need to control myself, my life, my partners, you know, all this stuff, um, this thing started unwinding in me. And when, as I released control, this other deeper feminine sexual part of me blossomed because I was able to open up to be vulnerable and to surrender because the control tries to control I mean, it's a defense mechanism to control um, how vulnerable I feel, which is a scary thing. And vulnerability for me is what allows for sexual pleasure and liberation. Oh, and so, beautiful. <laughs> and so control and vulnerability and sexual liberation and sexual pleasure to me are deeply tied. Oh, yeah. Well said. Boom. 
Yeah. 20 years of learning right oh. there. Take it, people. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but God, you know what comes up? I'm like, yeah, but how do you reach the vulnerability state? And and who do you decide to be vulnerable with, right? Like she's talking Everybody, about these partners. You can, you can practice vulnerability all day long. Well, I, great, well said. And I would say, you know, what's interesting is that's even for me, my, my journey has been vulnerability in a moment with someone that I'm not necessarily in a committed relationship with. And I know that that can raise, I but think, can you, red can you, flags for people who are like, sorry, ah, can you specify a little bit? Like, are what you I'm physical vulnerability or like emotional? Vulnerability? No, I'm talking like, about like deeper, mean? deeper ability to connect deeply with someone, even if you're not in a committed relationship with them. And for that to also not mean that I need to now have a committed relationship with them. Right. So what I'm right. saying is I am so vulnerable and open in my sexual act with this person that I experience deep pleasure from this like rhythmic connection with this person. Um, I mean, I've talked in other episodes about like, you know, I like my lover to be like a one man band, you know, or like just have this, uh, you know, rhythmic, sensual, deep hypnotic experience. Well, I wasn't always at that level. Right. And I was controlling and I, you know, I still remember my early sexual partners being like, well, what do you like? And I'm like, I don't know, just do it. I'll tell you if I like it, you know? And I was, and I remember even being embarrassed to have certain facial expressions. Right. I was like controlling the experience. And I was like, is that normal? Is that okay? Maybe if I just hold him, he doesn't see my face. I don't know. A lot of that. I was like, I was like, is this normal? Are you turned on? I'm so embarrassed. Um, I was maybe lucky to have very supportive partners. Um, I had, I will, my first partner was maybe even a little less experienced like me. So we were finding things together and I felt very safe. And then, um, and then I had a couple where it was, I, gosh, I'm trying to think my, no, I think my, I had sort of like a, a late night make out. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to have sex. And then, and then my third partner, I, he was a very adept lover. He actually told me that you need to pee after sex. So I don't get a UTI. <laughs> and, um, and was also like, he was the one that would be like, do you like this? Do you like that? And asking these yes or no questions made it easier for me to figure out what I liked rather than going, what do you want? Right. So any gentleman, if they're, if you're still listening to this, uh, because we were talking specifically to women, um, <clears throat> You know, that's that's ask yes or no questions yeah. to help your partner open up if they are new to something. Well, I, yeah. And I from what I gathered of what you said, um, it brings up uh, vulnerability and attachment, which are because you were saying that you were able yeah. to be vulnerable with these, you know, have a deep connection with lovers and then move on. And that's an, that's another level. Yeah. Um, so so the first step, I would say, is being able to get to a place where you can have a, a deep connection and then um, and then. I think we all go through this phase of we we attach to yeah. the people that we have that connection with. And so um, having deeply connected casual sex is being able to have these deep connections without. Yeah. Yes, Can ahead. I say something? I, so I just talk more specifically to our sure. listener. Yeah. Uh, you know, I read I remember early on I was not. Mm, see I always I always masturbated but I would do it like quickly it'd be like I just want to get off so I can go to sleep and I'd be like get it and and be done and then I remember reading uh Nina Hartley's guide to sex and um and she had this great chapter about taking time to enjoy masturbation and how as an individual you could actually make your own experience and I was like what and I was like masturbation self-love self-love exactly and it was like take a hot bath light a candle what turns you on wearing silk 
Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Like, is there certain underwear that, like, just the idea is erotic to you? So even though you don't have a partner there, maybe you put on this, like, slutty lingerie, like, or whatever, like, something you, know, you hot think pink. you're pretty in. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. Sorry. That was my own fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, you know, yeah, exactly. Something that makes you feel pretty. And, um, and, like, you know, good sense or whatever. And, like, take the time to, like, touch yourself. Like, what do your breasts feel like? You know, and then what if you do like slide your hand kind of around your clitoris area? So, you know, anyway, just like to indulge mm. and choose an evening to m- kind of make yourself do that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think you'll discover a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, and like surprisingly open yourself up in a way that you didn't know yeah. you could be. I like that practice. Yeah. And like um, finding your sexual fantasies. Because well, I don't think that our environment really allows for that. I find that I can sometimes be like fantasy dead. Like my brain doesn't manifest a lot in what? that way. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I don't use fantasies when I'm with people, but like my my fantasy world when I'm masturbating is very vivid. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say mine's not so much. Oh my god! I know I, I would, can't masturbate without. A fantasy. I I kind of like I'll think about up. things I've done already with partners, oh, or I'll like watch some porn. Wow, I know. Okay. I know. Um, well, I did want to address, so, so, so how my point is when I'm put in certain safe spaces, people have been able to bring out fantasies in me that I've actually had, but I haven't acknowledged. And that's what I'm saying is I think that there's a capacity for it, but maybe she hasn't, as we know, hasn't been in an environment that cultivates or encourages it. Uh, Okay. So that's linked to the libido. So I guess for me, like going back to the control thing, again, I can only Mm -hmm. go with my own experience here really, but, um, I think based on the email, even the certain word choice to me indicates control and trying to. Sure. So I guess so to give you a more practical. um, Yeah. What's the first step? Yeah. So there's sort of two approaches two two levels, I guess I would approach this as. But um, like there's I think there's definitely like in the moment of, of sex or when you're being active with someone, I I definitely think that there's a practice you can use, which is basically observing yourself. This really boils down to just some sort of basic meditative practices. But, and I learned this without reading about (laughs) meditation, really, I just, it was by trial and error. But I really had to become aware of where my mind actually was in the moment, because I, uh, I became very aware that I was very, um, thinking very, a lot about like, you know, just whatever, everything, like, pretty mostly whether or not he was enjoying it or what if I did this maybe he would maybe not enough about yourself yeah or or um I was it doesn't really matter I had all these things in my head that were putting me in a very mental space which is not the space you want to be in when you're being sexual with someone you really want to be in your body yeah Um, you want to be and and for me like I'm I've I've become a sexual monster sensual monster so Mm. um uh, in a good way right but in order for sensuality to exist which is the activation I call it I call sensuality it's like a multiple a multi-dimensional sexuality where well, I feel like sexuality like is more physical stimulation but Sen- I, I think sensuality it's arousing the senses well, yes but more than just the physical senses there's the emotional body oh, there's yeah. your feelings there's your spiritual part Aww. there's all these like multiple parts of being a human being that are aroused through sensuality. So, but in order for any of that to activate, if we are in our minds, it's not fucking happening. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So it really took me many years to, of practice to really get out of my head. Um, And honestly, maybe go check out my central massage videos because I think this will really help you. They're on the TA talk sex website, but you can also go to stephanieallen.com slash massage. Um, because this this is it's a central massage training that you can do 
um, with a partner and, and it basically is this. So it teaches this. But um, but yeah, you have to turn off your mind, which just starts with just observing where your mind is, period, without judging. And then the beautiful thing about sex and being physical with someone is that you have your senses to rely on. So go back to put yourself in your body. What does that kiss feel like? What do these lips feel like? What are these, what is, what are your fingers touching? Like Mm -hmm. get in the body and allow your senses to take you somewhere and just get out of your head. And if you find yourself uh, going back into your head, um, then just fine. Just, just notice that and pull yourself back to the body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Go back to where am I being touched and what does that feel like? Right. Right. Can I ask you, and I know, it's not putting the responsibility on your partner, but I also do think that, you know, can your partner be of help? Like if you know you're in your head, what if you even said like, Oh, I'm just a little in my head. Like maybe you could give me a little bit of a back massage or something that helps. Like, I think your partner is there to help you settle into yeah, your body yeah, also. Yeah. And I don't mean like, yeah, yeah. I would say that. Cause I, I've also had partners where maybe if they were rushing it a little bit or wanted to penetrate too soon. That's true. Uh, that can keep me from really having a arousal, right? But when, like, I just recently had a partner who was like, well, let's spoon for a while. And then I found myself being like, oh my God, like suck on my neck already. <laughs> <laughs> like I was aroused by it, right? Because he made me wait. Yeah. You know, so, so like, you know. Well, that too. Yeah. And I'm glad partner. you bring that up. I think, I think speed, especially when I like, because you're probably with young men, right? <laughs> right? If you're dating men, your own agent. Yeah. And the thing is, is young men, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know either. I'm sorry, you guys, but no, anyone when you're young, you're discovering all this stuff the first time. Nobody really knows. I so, think err on the side of slow down. Absolutely. Like, hey, no, let's slow down and then slow down two times more than what you've already slowed down. And I would say, is there something that you particularly have noticed gets you really excited? Like, like it can kind of be something that maybe is in your mind taboo. Like, I love to have my ears sucked on. Like it feels fucking amazing. I don't know why you think that's taboo. No, I'm just, some oh. people don't, because some people don't like ears and they think it's gross. But I've yeah, yeah. Seen. No, American culture, they're like, ew, I've the ear. I've never heard that. Ew, the ear. And I'm like, I've uh. never heard that. Well, there, it's out there. I'm telling toes you. Toes are one thing. Well, fine, toes. I love to have my toes sucked on too now, okay, right? right? And I, but my point is, if my there point is, is something, ask, lean on it. Yeah, lean on it. That's my point. Ask for more of it. Like my head, I like having my head rubbed. So I'll ask my lovers to rub my head more. Like f- zone in, zone in, and don't be afraid to ask for that. They're there to have a positive experience with you. Yeah, and use your, and they want to give you pleasure too. Sure. And I agree with Christina when she says use your voice in the sense of, um, ask for like really tune into how you're feeling and if you really do want to go slow like sometimes I just really I just want to be sort of canoodled and caressed in a very nurturing way and slowly brought to arousal and I'll say that yeah I'm like I just am really in a sensitive vulnerable place can we you know and like I just want to you know whatever blah 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 and uh and so I I agree with you and so that means really paying attention to how you feel and again not doing going into performance mode which is perfectionist mode which if we are anything alike, which sounds like we are slash were, um, you might be a victim to. And so, um, yeah, yeah, like really listen to what, what kind of, what sounds good to you and ask for that. Yeah. I'll say one thing. Uh, I learned from someone else that, uh, um, actually this woman who does like clitoral meditation and stuff and works with women to find their orgasm and their sexual pleasure. Uh, she was talking about how the, throat chakra is connected to your what do you call the base chakra whatever that is yeah your root chakra your sexual Mm -hmm. organs um and she basically said that uh 
that if one is being constricted, then the other is constricted. And like basically for females, especially that your voice and your yes, orgasm are so linked. true. Yeah. So when are you not using your voice? And if you're Which not. Which also means use yeah. sex noises. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like breathe and use your voice. Like, le- like let it out. Let a lot voice, of breath work. You know? Breathe. But in. I would recommend instead. Yeah. Like I think we can often tend to go high. Like. Ah, 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 which. It doesn't honestly there are moments where that is authentic and genuine but i yeah. i feel like um a lot of times it can take us out of a deeper more um resonant like when you do voice work and acting whatever they really want you to come from your diaphragm yeah like, uh, versus like um ah. please come in you know so like it's just a completely <laughs> oh. different you're coming from a different power yeah. center and so Play I play with it. So I, I do that. Now, I do that all the time. If I find that I'm like, it, I find that when I'm in my head, I tend to go higher in my voice. Uh-huh. And then I, by changing my voice, it can help me mm. tune into the moment more. Um, so there's that on a larger level outside of the bedroom in terms of dealing with this control issue, I would really start massaging that and really, um, um, allowing just seeing just some self inquiry. I don't want to assume too much about you, oh, but maybe try going to a safe space, like going to get a massage. That just triggered something for me where I go and try to experience it and stay out of your head. Exactly. Breathing in and paying attention to the area that their hand is, right? So wherever right. they're touching you, focus your energy right. there. Right. And you can do this kind of exercise. sensory work anywhere, even if you're listening to music in yeah. the car. You know, pay attention to the music. Don't let your mind wander. Like, so you can do that kind of sensory work all the time. Um, and then also really looking at and asking yourself, maybe think of it as like a visceral feeling of being wound tight or um, or a resistance or a holding on. Like where where is that happening in your, in your life? Mm. And really looking at maybe or questioning, are you letting life happen? Like where are you allowing or where are you not allowing, period? Yeah. And really like this is just, this is part of life and part of opening up in, in general. So this is normal. But if I wish I had been told some things like this when I was younger and letting go of perfection, really, honestly, too. Yeah. Um, so all these things are much deeper psychologically. But like we like our show is sex isn't ever just about sex for exactly this reason. You know, having a, a higher libido, feeling more desire and feeling more pleasure in the moment is complete to me, completely rooted in how everything we, else everything like how you are <laughs> in the world period and i i do find again control and vulnerability and openness are completely linked yeah and to your yeah that you're, if you're feeling that block that that's a signifier that some other things in your life are maybe not you're not expressing yourself the well, way there's that, fear yeah you know yeah. and uh so we, we want to really like let go of it and and I, yeah again facing that like facing it in t- instead of running away or trying to get rid of it you know do you think she could pick a partner that like so rather than kind of like oh it's late night and a friend of friend we're making out like maybe that feels a little general like maybe find a partner that you want to have that conversation with or or maybe even test the waters and be like you know i'm still kind of exploring my sexuality i haven't been doing it a lot and see how that part how that guy at the party responds and if he's able to like meet you at your level and like engage you about your sexuality then maybe that's the person you should go home with and be like yeah you know yeah yeah people ask me they're like well how do you screen and i'm like I'll start chatting about sex. And if the guy can have a conversation with me on my level, then I mean, he's probably going to be the kind of lover I want. And at the minimum, I'll be able to say, hey, 
Remember, you know, hey, that's not exactly what I like because I was able to talk with him earlier. So right. I know I can talk with him once we're in the bedroom. That's a good point. Yeah. I would also say I, I like to date older men for this reason. <laughs> all right. T all would right. argue with me. I know. <laughs> I've like, had good lovers that are young. I know that, but I'm just saying uh, a lot of young guys are in the same boat. So yeah. so you really like. No, I get it. You're right. You I've can had... learn a lot from an older partner. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I but I love the idea of like bringing that up and, and sharing like that. You, yeah, you've got certain fears and then like see how that guy addresses it and and like so you'd be like oh i'm really looking for someone who wants to like move slowly and connect with me and yeah you know whatever and, yeah, then, yeah. and then you're able and then you're able to have a partner you play with where you say well maybe we could you know massage each other yeah and, and then you know go from there i love it yeah that's cool i like that wow ah, full episode <laughs> totally full we episode. still have one more to little topic to hit on i'm let's loving just, let's this just hit it let's just do it let's okay just do it. all right so i'm gonna read it quickly uh okay guys no break we're not taking a no, break no no okay. no break. just doing right. it ingrown hairs okay i have a horrible habit of plucking my bikini line and therefore causing ingrown hair do you guys have any home remedies that you guys use to get rid of or conceal ingrown hair dark spots i'm slowly trying to stop myself from plucking them okay um all i can say is i had some ingrown hairs and it, well sorry like the scar that it can leave where it leaves uh-huh. a dark spot a, a couple um because i tried waxing a couple times and that just does not go with my body in any way shape or form and so that's when i got those spots um it i honestly like it i didn't do anything about them they went away after a very long time i would uh-huh. say over a year okay um and but they did go away so i definitely stopped plucking your bikini line <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of my immediate reaction was like, don't. I know. Like, no. I know. That's what I thought. No. No, don't do it. Don't do it. That was my So that maybe that's a nervous habit. I know nervous a lot habit. of nervous people tend to. I just want to say for me, when I read that things. that part, and I appreciate the question, it did lead me back to almost the libido topic, which was like, I f- yeah, yes. I feel like you're, mm-hmm. you're um, pent up in certain ways. And so it's coming out in these nervous ticks. I mean, sure, my yeah. nervous tick is like cracking my thumb. Right. I do it like uh, neurotically. I kind of have weird little finger games I play. Right. Um, so everyone has them. I don't right. mean to like judge it, but that sounds like a really painful one to have, you know, and like unfortunate side effects, which is that, that tweezing thing. And I, I would just leave it alone. It's also interesting that it's near your genitals, <gasps> which where Emotional you're coming. Blockage. Yeah. Or like if you're coming from a, uh, sounds like she, you're coming from a, she's coming from a place where sex, you can't really talk about sex from a family yeah. and, a, and a culture that doesn't really, it's not really open about that. So that's interesting. Um, so yes, I would keep continuing to stop doing that. Yeah. Just stop. The, honestly, of all the pubic hair stuff that worked for my body, I have to use a buzzer. Okay. Like, and I don't, I can, if I shave um, my actual bikini, like I can actually shave my undercarriage, like my lips, mm-hmm. no problem. If I shave where the, like the, above like the, the pubic it, bone, uh-huh. I'll get ingrown hairs. Oh, wow. If I wax, I'll get ingrown huh. hairs. So um, the only thing that works for me is to buzz where the hair isn't actually and being. And leave it with stubble? I leave it with stubble. Okay. Because otherwise then if it goes under, um, then it, it can tend to. Okay. As you know, it. I don't shave, right. <laughs> uh, but I do shave my bikini line. Um, and I well, shave. Even, that, even my bikini line, it's the same but story. you would get ingrown hairs sure. from shaving? Yeah. Does sh- is shaving a problem too? Because for me, yes, I, uh, in that yeah, area, and yes. I don't know if I'm of any help here because you're talking about tweezing, right? Plucking them. Um, I've never plucked. I can't never imagine. Plucked. That sounds painful. But uh, okay. But for me, any t- it seems that any time the hair shaft goes below the follicle, 
Aha. Then I tend, it seems like that creates a problem for me, for okay. my. So skin. let me so say. So I just buzz it where it doesn't go beneath the. Where skin I, surface. I have waxed before. I didn't get any ingrown hairs. I only did it once. But, but I, I trim my pubic hair. I just trim it with scissors. Uh, I don't get too close to the flesh, <laughs> as you can imagine. And then I, I actually will, um, I, I shave the bikini line, but in the, in the direction of the hair, hair grain. Yeah. I mean, how would you, you know. Shave with a razor. No, but shave with the with the grain, like yeah, but like with a razor. Yeah, sorry, with a razor with the, with the grain of the hair. I don't, yeah. I don't go against the grain. I okay. shave downwards okay. in the direction that the hair goes, which means actually, Stephanie, I never thought about it. I'm not necessarily going past the follicle, right? Like so there's a bit of stubble, a little bit, right? Although mostly it's clear in a way that I can wear a bathing suit and no one's seeing it, right? Yeah. Um. So I, I'm like, I just, I think love your bush love your vagina if you are causing pain or suffering to it back away <laughs> okay look tease I, I feel like you're saying if you're having pain or suffering then just embrace an entire bush and i don't think that's no, but necessary. i trim it i'm saying and you i love your advice a pretty full situation yeah but i'm just saying lots of me- i get positive I tr- feedback I, I that's fine i'm just saying you can do whatever you want if you want to woman who's writing in if you don't if you want a lean bush or no bush at all you can do it you just have to figure out what works for your body plucking clearly isn't working for your body maybe it happens to be around this issue of the hair shaft going beneath the level of the skin in which case try a buzzer no i think that was good advice i'm just also suggesting that you don't have to don't embrace social (gasps) social convention convention and, and let it grow i personally like to be tidy Sure, 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 sure. So I'm just saying I've also had a lot of I've just and I'm I'm just sharing the other side of the of the bridge, which is that I've been embraced and I've experienced wonderful oral sex and I have hair there and I she can she has a very active sex life, even though she has a full bush is what she's saying, which which is awesome. People even celebrate it. So again, there is a people celebrate baldness, too. But but my point is that it doesn't matter what other people think about our our pubic hair situation. It's a matter of how we feel. I like to be bare. You like to be full. Whatever you, dear writer, like to be. Yeah, do it. But I guess I'm and encouraging maybe, her maybe to consider you like, that. Maybe you would like to be full. And <laughs> and so if if you are embracing baldness out of but let me say this. pressure. I had I'm a, sorry, cultural I did, pressure. I had a partner Don't. that said like, hey, you know, let's shave you. <laughs> and uh, and I think he did a lot of buzzing himself because he was a hairier gentleman. And um, and I was like, yeah, look, yeah, I'll try it. I'll try it. And I, I did it. And I, I got a yeast infection. I mean, I also was like traveling <sighs> that week. I'm just saying, look. Yes, it was it was hot. please let me share my experience i had a highly inconvenient yeast infection um i chose not to shave again i'm happy to trim i'm happy to work on it in ways that he we could meet halfway but i'm just saying like if it's not bringing you happiness if you're not able to celebrate your pussy I would move towards Hopefully. a place that allows you to feel happy. Yeah, with if you it. are that's constantly getting infections from shaving your hair, that's a problem. Don't you know? Yeah, that's like not you'll find a man you. who loves you with it. Just but it like, sounds like I love your advice, and I and there are people who are able to shave successfully or or be bare. Completely. So yeah. so just yes, yeah. There but you I go. just want to, you know, that's all. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. A lot of- There's so much good stuff in there. So again, dear dear listener, thank you for your very wonderful letter can and, i um, wait yes thank you yes. there's like a tidbit that she says at the end okay and she's like please give the hard truths of my way of my ways and if i should relax my requirements and trust my sexual partners more i feel like the fact that you wrote this sentence indicates that you want to trust your sexual partners more 
Well said. So, yeah. So trust yourself and go ahead and head out on that limb. And let go a little bit. Yeah. And you're going to have good experiences. Within the realms of safety. Yeah. I yeah. think communicate your fears with your partners because so that they can address them. So that they can support you in you trying new things. Yeah. Make the problem the solution. Hey. hey. I'm new to this. I was just coming out of a long relationship. Yeah. I'm a little panicked about getting an STI or getting pregnant. So here's my concerns. This is what I'm willing to do and work with. And, you know, let's meet halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And then that allows them to be like, oh, poor baby. I get it. Let me like pet your head. And yes, I'll go get the STI test so that I can fuck you next weekend. That's also being vulnerable because yeah. you're sharing your emotion as opposed to trying to ri- rigidly control and, uh-huh. uh, the situation. Look, sex is most fun when you trust. Yes. Open, open flow. Yeah, but you, yes. Now, if someone does something that indicates you shouldn't trust them, don't have sex with them. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is opening a can of worms where the answer. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> Next episode, we will we'll continue this ongoing flow of sex talk. We'll um, continue to explore our own sexuality so we can share with you. And we will be just as candid as we were today. <laughs> so number one, whether goal, you like it or you not. You know why? Because sex isn't ever just about sex. You said it, T. Do we know what episode number this is? 145. Cool. I say that. Did you just hear the confidence that came out of my voice? <laughs> it's, it's in there, though. That's a lot of episodes in. It's a lot of sex. Okay. Uh, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm- Go buy butt plug. Oh, yeah. And also check out our Patreon page where we have bonus material and content and Coming me reading way, erotic yes. literature to inspire your fantasies Ooh. <laughs> uh, at patreon.com forward slash TA Talk Sex. Yeah. And that's it. That's, yeah. All right. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm me. E.